on this episode, we talked to Zach Schneitzer from Bonfire Sports uh, about the uh, the preview of the Grey Cup. And we've also got Sarah Said from the Parlay to give us some uh, betting advice. Something happened. We're going to the ship. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com. He is our VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter for now at ArgoFans or join up at www.argofans.com where we are talking about this week's game. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. You say we're going to the ship. Dude, we're boatmen. We're on the ship. The ship is ours and you ain't taking it from us. You can find you can find me on Twitter at Doug B519. You can find the Double Blue Order normally in section 116 at Beemo Field, but uh, but not uh, but barring that, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, we also have a merchandise store. Go ch- go check it out. We got some good stuff on there, including the law firm T-shirt, DoubleBlueOrder.ca. We've got a big show, guys. Uh, but uh, first, let's get off to the, the, the little thing that happened on Sunday. Uh, in front of 21,331 fans, the Argos beat Montreal pillar to post. Final score, 34-27. Uh, stats from the game, McLeod Thompson, McLeod Bethel Thompson, 19 of 27, 299 yards, two touchdowns. Chad Kelly, one for one for 46 yards and a touchdown. Um Running the ball, Andrew Harris, nine carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Willette, six carries, 38 yards. Uh, Brandon Banks had one for nine. Chad Kelly, five for nine. And Curly uh, Giddens Jr. had two for three yards. Uh, receiving, DeVaris Daniels. What a game. Three catches, 108 yards, one touchdown. Curly uh, Giddens Jr., Nine catches, nine targets, 97 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Willette, two catches, 53 yards and a touchdown. Marky Thambles had three for 32. Andrew Harris, one for 30. Brandon Banks had two for 25 and probably should have had a few more. And uh, that finishes that. The, the receiver, receivers out. Field goals, Boris Beattie, two for two. And on the defense, so Enoch Mwamba showed up. Big game, Enoch. Seven tackles. Uh, Dwayne Hendricks added, added six tackles and a sack. Uh, we had uh, Jamal Peters. Five tackles and a forced fumble. Uh, Royce Mechie had uh, four tackles and a fumble recovery. Uh, we added a couple sacks from Sean Oakman and Chris Edwards as well. Um, and, uh, I think that basically rounds out the, uh, the big stats on there. It was a nice 
nice game to see Argos play probably their best game of the season. And here's hoping that we get a repeat performance of that, except maybe just a tiny bit better. <laughs> yeah, well, I think in the in the post game, McLeod Bethel Thompson said, "Yeah, there's a few things we need to work on," and that was, and I mean stats, yeah, there are a few things you need to work on, but you know, a couple of those balls that uh, were declared incomplete were pretty damn close to being completions and you could probably argue a couple of those so it was a source of a bit of controversy this week yeah but as as i've always said you gotta play well enough so that the officials don't matter and they did do that on the other side of the ball um they did let trevor harris Go 25 of 30 for 362 yards and a touchdown, but uh, I, I don't think Trevor Harris threw really anything that was not a high percentage pass. Um, just there was a deep ball, and there was a couple deep balls to Phil uh, uh, Pot. Yeah, and then. Yeah, William Stanback had uh, 84 yards and 12 carries, but one of those came off a 52-yard rumble for a touchdown. So, yeah. you know, 11 carries for 32 yards, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, my, my worry as the game sort of went on was that they let um, – you know, the, the thing with the Argo defense this year is is, you know, they – they do let they do allow a lot of passing yards, but they would uh, you know stop them with a turnover or something. My worry was that Trevor Harris was just not going to throw any turnovers. Yeah, and and just just when you thought that they uh, decide, oh, you know what, let's uh, let's do something different here and cause a forced fumble. Yeah, other than that. It, Still an interesting call, interesting thing because it was on a penalty where the guy crossed the line of scrimmage. So yeah. shouldn't the play have been dead? That's what I thought. But I mean, I'm not going to uh, tell them any different. I mean, it worked out in our favor, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was nice to see, you know, we got to see both, uh, Ouellette and, uh, and Harris in there, uh, basically splitting carries and, uh, and, and duties in there. And I think that is going to work out pretty well for us. Doug, anything uh, that you saw that, uh, was, uh, that stood out in your mind? The crowd was absolutely electric. Absolutely, absolutely. We can't. We wanted Toronto loud. We got Toronto loud. So kudos to all of you. Telephone. Kudos. To, kudos to all of you who just who uh, who uh, who came to the game and 
quite frankly showed Hamilton, yeah, you guys don't matter when it comes to the playoffs, honestly. We don't need you to come here. No. We don't we don't need you shitting in our yard. Just stay stay where you stay where you are. Stay where you are in our shadow and be happy with it. But that's <laughs> but but I'm not gonna go on off on a tangent about that. It was Basically, uh, from what I understand, there was a lot of there was an awful lot of first time people there at the game, and they got themselves and the and the Argos, for a change, <laughs> actually came out and did very very well. They came out they came out and won, which is a big thing because an awful lot of people that that have been. I know on Reddit there was a couple of people saying that that was their first game and they're coming back next season. Yeah. Nah, so there was a lot of people that seemed like they had a lot of fun. Yep. In that game, and that's that's exactly what you want, you know. And we, when we talked to Mike Hogan last week, he uh, he said they were working hard um, to try and get uh, the young people out. I I heard. Somebody uh, mentioned that they were um, offering a two-for-one ticket um, to school-age kids, you know, and, you know, getting – if you're, you bring your parent, a paying parent, you get in for free. And honestly, anybody was uh, saying, well, why do you have to do that for, for a uh, playoff game? Well, you know what? It's working, so we're gonna working. keep doing it until until we don't need to anymore. It's just they got to figure out how to get the people who were, you know, let's say let's say we average around eleven, twelve thousand. There were twenty one thousand people there. Um, you know, the, the the question the Argos need to be asking themselves is how, you know, why why don't those additional 10,000 people attend games on a normal basis. Well, yeah. Something for them to ruminate over over the next Mm -hmm. five or six months. Yeah. And I, the, the, I told the story about the the last uh, home game of the regular season where there was uh, this one kid who came into one one sixteen for his first game. I saw him in the concourse sitting somewhere. He was sitting somewhere else, but him and his uncle were still at the game. So, you know, my you know, my son Curtis's friend. Uh, was at the game too. And, you know, his dad was talking about uh, going to more games. So he just wanted to do it when it was a little warmer out, but Hey, that's a start, right? Yeah. You know, so you, you got one kid who's, you know, was super excited for, for his first game. And then he got to go see them, see them win to go to the gray cup. And, be part of that that electricity that's in there. Yeah, you know, that's that's the one thing that you can't manufacture. Was the atmosphere that the fans brought to that stadium. So it was it, it was nice. It was very nice. And now we're going on to the Grey Cup. Woo! <laughs> I'm 
And there's something about the Grey Cup that uh, just brings out the best in Argos teams. Uh, we'll talk to uh, Zach Schneitzer, Bonfire Sports, a little bit later on that. Um, uh, but uh, coming up, uh, we're going to talk to Sarah Said from the Parlay about uh, what, what you can bet on for the uh, the Grey Cup. And there's there's a few more prop bets than, uh, than we originally thought there was going to be. That's nice. Uh, joining us now uh, to give us a little bit of betting insight into the Grey Cup, we've got uh, Sarah Said from the Parlay. Sarah, welcome to the FanCast. Hi, thanks for having me. And uh, we also need to mention, you are an Argos fan, so obviously you're you're <laughs> up there in our books already. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad. I mean, I do even focus my betting more on Argos, to be honest, too, so you'll get a lot of that. <laughs> I just have to mention I saw that one video you made about about uh about that that bet you made with a Thai cat fan and you had to do their little god awful chant. <laughs> I I felt so sorry for you for having to do that. It's all good. I kind of did it to myself and you know what? Um people came at me for not singing, so I don't even know if I accomplished it properly. Apparently I was supposed to actually sing with the singing voice, so I don't know. <laughs> There's a singing version of that chant? Yeah, that that's hey, right? news to me. I, I, exactly, but no. I mean, it was it was a funny it was a funny experience. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but <laughs> this is good. Well, get, get, getting to the bet, betting side of this, um, you know, there's looks like there's you know a decent amount of uh, of prop bets for the Grey Cup. Um, where do you see some of the at least some of the where the good money's going on on uh, some of these bets? Yeah, so it's nice to see prop bets because I'm not sure if you all are familiar, but with the CFL, you don't get too much of that. Um, it's and, and prop betting is the most fun, in my opinion, or the most like lucrative when it comes to football. Um, so in this case, I think doing like a same game parlay, just like a, for me, like I try not to do too many legs when I do a parlay um, and just focusing on. I guess you could call it the safer bets, but, you know, when you're doing a parlay, you always kind of get a bang for your buck, if that makes sense. So, so yeah, I have one here that I, that is three leg parlay. If you guys want me to share it with you, I, <laughs> I yeah, don't know you, go for it. Yeah. So I was actually looking at the, like, I know that the odds do change as well, but um, my first leg of my same game parlay is of course, Andrew Harris. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's back with the Argos now after his injury and he's playing against the Bombers and you already know Andrew Harris just has that like fire in him at all times, but especially in this game, like I can just, I can just see it happening, happening and coming out. So I have him as an anytime touchdown scorer. I already know they're going to pass him the ball. Um, Dalton Schoen, who just won most outstanding rookie, which is kind of amazing, like five, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> um, he has been doing incredible this year he's number one in the league in receiving yards so i would take him on the over it's this is all fan duel odds by the way 68 and a half receiving yards over and then my last little leg is um the cod bethel thompson obviously <laughs> um and the last time he played the bombers he actually threw for 314 yards um and they I could see it happening again. Uh, so to, I would take the over for that for 274 and a half passing yards. 
So that would be my same game parlay. But I also feel like for this game, you can also just take the over, um, sorry, the under overall, because last game, the time the Bombers played the Argos earlier, it was like in July, I think they played, they won, the Bombers won by one point, it was like 23 to 22. And honestly, the Argos defense is really good. So I think that you could take the under there as well, if you don't want to do a parlay and you're not comfortable with that. So that's kind of like, I, I thought of this today and I was like, I really need to come up with some good bets. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is, is as far as like as far as a single bet uh, on there that you see see value in um is there something something like that at least you know more on the argo side that uh, you see some some really good value in um it's tricky because the bombers are favored so if you're betting <laughs> against the argos um let's see i mean like i said like i taking the under is kind of like the safer bet in my opinion if you're just looking for the one but i uh, i would say maybe just do like a player prop at that point um there's a lot of great players in the argos right so lots of great receivers you could pick the over and under in receiving yards um and again we also have aj Ouellette and andrew harris who are both great running backs and i could say i could even see them doing you could pick the over for them when it comes to their um uh, running yards as well, rushing yards as well. <laughs> okay, and the one thing that I, I, you know, when we first started talking about getting this, you mentioned there's not a lot of prop bets uh, for the Grey Cup, and when I started looking, you know, it, it was you, you, you had the the standard, the the uh, yards, the over under, all that stuff, um, but none of the the really kind of fun ones that uh, that seemed to show up for the Super Bowl until today. Um, cause I'm now noticing they've, uh, at, at least on, um, uh, a couple sites have, uh, national anthem length over under and the coin toss finally. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, right? So a lot of times these, they will come out last minute <laughs> with these odds and, and especially for CFL kind of up in the air, because like I said, like the whole season I've been praying for player props i'll see them and i'll get so excited and sometimes you know some games will have them some games they won't some teams will have more than other teams like within the same game it's just it's very confusing and it's different on different sports books as well so keeping up with it is quite quite tricky and definitely compared to the nfl like the nfl is a whole other ball game because that's that's where that's football is the most um bet on sport ever period so the NFL just takes full advantage of that, especially because they're a shorter season than other sports. So with the CFL, there's opportunity there. You know what I mean? Like there's people who like watching sports in general, but also who specifically are fans of the CFL could, would, would love to have player props like they do in the NFL because it just, you know, obviously if you know what you're talking about and you're enjoying the game, it kind of makes it a little bit more spicy to have some, a bet going if you, if you're into that. So yeah. Um, it, it's nice to see that there's more uh, bets coming up for the Grey Cup, but, you know, I'm hoping it's like a trend that kind of goes into the following years as Ontario has now legalized betting <laughs> for sports. <laughs> well, Nancy, I, I know you you mentioned on, on one of your, your hits on the parlay.ca that you don't want to necessarily, you know, make a, make a pick in this game or a prediction in this game. But we now got these these fun ones. So now I'm going to ask you over under national anthem, 69 and a half seconds. Um, 
over, maybe? <laughs> this is interesting because I haven't even thought of these. And yes, you're right. I was not going to make a pick at all. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, this is very in the moment for me right now. <laughs> well, see, I'm not asking you to pick the actual game. I mean, because yep. no, no, no. as an Argo fan, we can't we we can't allow you to pick anybody other than the Argo. So, I mean, that's a given <laughs> on this show. But, yeah, we, we got, got to go some with the with the fun stuff. OK. And and uh, heads or tails. Heads or tails. Oh, that's, ah, that's a tricky one. I am like I'm always like a heads girl when it comes to the heads or tails. So heads. <laughs> OK. All right, Sarah, and, and uh, one last thing before we before we let you go, we did notice that uh, you, in partnership with uh, Bet Nine Nine, have a a Grey Cup watch party happening. I wonder if you'd give uh, our listeners a little bit more about that, who who are not getting out to Regina for the game. Yeah, I am so excited about this because I so this is my first year covering the CFL. I'm quite new to it, and it is such it has been such a pleasure and one of the best parts about the entire experience has been the fans period. Like that's not even a question in my mind is meeting Argos fans. I met them at touchdown Atlantic. I meet them all the time, just at games or, or online even. Um, and Argos fans are a specifically passionate type of fan. And I say this because it sucks that this is the case, but we have, you know, the, all these different sports teams in Toronto and people in Toronto, don't necessarily have the same passion for the Argos in the CFL as they, as they do maybe in Regina or in somewhere else, even in Hamilton. Right. So when you're an Argos fan, you have your strong will, you have that real deep passion and it's so nice to see. And so um, being able to, to host a party with Bet99 who's um, presenting the event there, they're going to have, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff going on there. Um, and also we can, we're giving free drinks to the first hundred one free drink to the first 100 people who are showing up. So it's really cool that we can do that. But just providing a space for Argos fans to come out and have a good time that are not able to go to the Grey Cup, like you said, is just going to be so much fun. And as you can tell, I don't stop talking. Um, <laughs> and I also love to make just jokes and have a good time. So it's really just going to be me with my friends. And by my friends, I mean all you Argos fans. And we're just going to watch some really great football. The Argos will win. We're manifesting it. <laughs> And it'll just be a great time. And it's free. So it's like, honestly, why not? Right? Like to be around incredible people and have a great time watching the Great Cup is just going to be so much fun. <laughs> All right. Where, and where is the uh, the event again? Yeah. So it's called, it's at the Pint. It's on Front Street. So it's right by like the Rogers Center. Or, yes. And so honestly, it's like right central downtown. You can't miss it. You go to Union Station and you can walk there. <laughs> um, and so anyone who wants to come, bring a friend, bring your mom, bring your dad, bring your sister, whoever you want to bring. It's honestly going to be so much fun. And thanks for thanks for asking about it because, you know, I think it's so great to be able to do this and just promoting it as much as possible is just like, it's going to make it even better. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for joining us. And uh, we're, we're definitely going to have to call on you next year for some some uh, gambling advice because, well, our fantasy is uh, we're not very good at uh, at giving the, the right information. Now we suck. <laughs> we just straight suck. No, just... no, no worries. I So are you talking about fantasy football? Oh, my gosh. Fantasy football is a whole other world to me. I <laughs> I'm new to that and that I have I have yet to master. <laughs> 
So I haven't mastered that for 20 years, so don't worry. 20. <laughs> there you go, right? It takes 20 years. It's like the, the rite of passage. But no, I mean, thanks for having me as well. Um, hopefully you guys will come to the event. I would love to see you there. It'd be such a fun time to meet you all in person as well. But yeah, thank all right. you. Thank you very much. Sir. And uh, one last thing before we let you go. Where mm-hmm. can uh, can everybody find you uh, online? Yeah, so I work for a company called The Parlay. So you can visit theparlay.com or the par- like at The Parlay, which is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the above. Me, myself, personally, my name is Sarah with an H, and then my middle name is A-N-N-E, and my last name is said, like the word said. Um, so Sarah Ann said, you can literally follow me on everything as well. Um, and I'd love to see you there. I tweet ridiculous things just to whoever's listening. So <laughs> just, just FYI. <laughs> Well, don't worry. We 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 tweet with a guy from Kazakhstan about the Argos, so it's all good. I love that. It's international, <laughs> right? And yeah. I'm out here too. I'm like watching the CFL awards. Have you guys? Are you guys watching it? Are you tuning in as well? I don't have it on. I don't know if Doug and Will have it on. Uh, I, I had it on briefly. earlier, but uh... yeah, I did briefly, but I kind of, but I've kind of have it on mute now while I'm doing the show here, so. Yeah, no, honestly, same. And you know what? I'm so invested because I don't know if you guys, speaking of my tweets, I don't know if you saw, but I I don't have a sports jersey. I've never in my life, I don't have one. I've never bought one. (laughs) No one's ever given me one. So I'm so excited. I'm like nervous for some reason because I told myself, and I also did tweet this, I was like, whoever wins MOP is my first jersey ever. So I feel kind of stressed. I'm like, is it Zach Kalaros? Is it Eugene Lewis? Who is it going to be? So. (laughs) uh we'll see what happens everybody's coming at me because they're like you should get an argos jersey (laughs) i was gonna say either way we're gonna have to get you in an argos jersey for next year point of point of order zach caleros was an argo yeah yeah right so i guess it has to be but i mean division wise well i mean he's not i mean he's not he's in the west division it doesn't matter He's not a tie cat. No, anymore. I mean, but Eugene is in the other division, so would that count more as Argo than? <laughs> no. no, I'd say former Argo probably. So we're we're rooting for Zach Laros to win the MVP then. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thank you. We'll right. see what happens, and we'll cool. <laughs> I'll get back to you guys. My first jersey. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Right. Thank you. you Thank you. Have a good night. And that was Sarah said from the parlay um, .ca at uh, .com. Uh, get some great betting advice. Uh, she's covering the CFL. It's nice to see some CFL coverage, at least in the, in the betting side. Now, with that said, I think we got to preview this game that's coming up on Sunday. And so we're going to bring on Zach Schneitzer, who uh, formerly of Blue Bombers, talk podcast i think that's what it was called now he's uh part of the bonfire sports group and uh and a few other things uh, out out there he's just amassing all kinds of titles so we're going to bring him on to find out how he believes the winnipeg blue bombers are going to lose to the argos all right zach <laughs> uh let's kind of get down to the the nuts and bolts of it all how yes, are the sir. bombers going to lose the gray cup <laughs> well, it's funny you ask because I'm I'm actually quite scared. At the beginning of the season, I, I saw Jagarrett Davis was traded to Toronto, and I thought, well, then they're going to go to the Grey Cup because that's that's just what happens when Jagarrett Davis plays on a team. 
So what's this is his sixth gray cup in a row, but uh, at all seriousness, like I would not be surprised if this is either a close game or, or, or a Winnipeg loss. I'm not going into this thinking that this is going to be a blowout like most pundits I'm, I'm listening to. So I'm feeling quite nervous. I think. Well, I think when when you when you look at the the, the stats and stuff like that, they can, the teams you know match up very well against each other. You know, we had the one game where it was decided on a missed extra point. Yeah. Earlier in the year, and that's that's all the head to head we have to go by. So. And that was so long ago, right? Like the teams have. I mean, you guys have shored up your your offensive line, I believe, with with Philip Blake. And we've got our run game going. We had no run game. Uh, I believe Brady Oliveira had about 28 yards on seven carries in that game. Uh, you know, McLeod Bethel Thompson kind of, I wouldn't say lost the game, but but he he made some critical errors, a couple of picks, a pick six in the first half. And and then it was just a bizarre turn, like like it often is against Toronto. Uh, this is this is the second or, th- or third time we've, we've been up big on the Argos in Toronto and you guys come back and beat us. Uh, there was that one in 2019, 2019, we were up 20 to nothing and you guys beat us 28, 27. I still have nightmares about that game. And then uh, the Argos were the only, as we've talked about, the Argos were the only team that beat us straight up last year. And uh, you, you have the a similar, the same coaching staff. So there's something about these two teams that, yeah, I think they do, match up well you i think you throw the records out and uh it's a tough matchup and then of course there's the history we've never you guys were very nice to uh teach me this history and i remembered we've never beaten you in the great cup ever well yeah haven't you won the last what six or seven great cups we've won the last yep. six games we've been in mm-hmm. wow like that's crazy, and you look at that. I mean, look at the the one against Calgary in 2017. I mean, that was just one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Two 100 yard touchdowns, one on offense, one on defense. So, yeah, I I I do think Winnipeg could lose this game. I I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, I'm I'm kind of like 60 40 that the Bombers win, but I have bomberitis. I'm I'm a homer, so of course I'm biased. I mean, maybe you guys are going the other way. Well, yeah, yeah, except I think for us, it's more like 80-20 Argos, at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> I know for me, it's about 100-0. I can't say the same for Clay and for Clay and Will, for myself personally. It's just that, I, it's just that like, pl- Grey Cup Argos are a much different animal <laughs> than regular season it? Argos. What is it about that? I mean, is it is it the pinball effect? I mean, has he been there for the last six Grey Cups? I'm trying to think. Uh no. Uh wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. As, a pl- as a player, yes. Well, no, he wasn't form. here in 80, 83 they won. He wasn't yeah. right then. No. And then it was uh 91. 91 he was around. Yeah. yeah. As a player. And pretty 90s. much well ever since 91 he's been around, so. Yeah. yeah. So that's the last isn't that the last six then? So you've got yeah, 2012, <laughs> 2004. 97, 98, and 91. I mean, that's all. This is pinball. It's pinball. Damn and pinball. Now, and and so he, he has won a breakup as a player, as a coach, as a president, 
And now we're going for general manager. Yeah. Well, that, isn't that neat, eh? That, 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 and that's a grand slam. I don't Seriously. think it's ever been done. I, I can't imagine it has been done, right? Uh, and then he'll have to win it as an owner or something. But uh, <laughs> MLSD the, will dump. There, it, hold on. Before before you continue, there have been Argonaut fans who've been wanting him to do that. Is that right? To win as an owner because just because of the way MLSC has treated the team thus far. I, well, I, I have I yeah. have seen I have seen some have seen some weird stuff on Argo's Facebook. You it's just like if you think you think Bomber Facebook is weird, try try doing the same thing with a bunch of boomers who don't know how to use Facebook. <laughs> Need, uh, and some of them have been around since the team started too. So, you need yeah, yeah, right. Back back in 1873, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, own a professional sports franchise. First, yeah, they're the oldest sports franchise in North America, right? What's keep, with the, the tiger? Keep, what? What's with the, the tiger cats? The ti- uh, Yeah, like the they're, tiger cats say they've been around for just as long. That's not true. That's no, if you actually look. If you look on in the plaques in their stadium, it is Hamilton football. Yeah. 150 years. Which yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, like they the Tigers and whatever the name. Tigers, the Alerts, and... the Wildcats. The, they've had about six different teams. Yeah. They, they, they don't they have, have an identity. They're amalgamating all their great cups and all their history into one. Even ah. though the Tiger Cats have only been existing since the 50s. It's there you there's go. A reason, there's a reason why I call them the Hamilton Frankenstein's. <laughs> That's great. Because, because you've because you've sewed the corpses of like four or five different teams together right. to make one monster team. But the difference yeah. between between Frankenstein's monster and the Hamilton Tiger Cats is that Frankenstein's monster actually did the job. That's right. They 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 love to get they love to get to the dance and uh, you know forget the steps, right? <laughs> Hamilton plays for Hamilton always plays for Labor Day. Toronto always plays for the Grey Cup, so that's that's pretty much the be all and end all of that. Go kind of like the Rough Riders, right? Or, you know, we kind of like the Rough Riders, and they couldn't even get it done uh, this time, so. Yeah, so I it, it it should be an interesting matchup. I, I like I said, I'm quite nervous. We you guys have played us very tough, and you know the other thing that scares me is McLeod Bethel Thompson, because for me this is a guy who will either lose you the game or he will win you the game. He is so inconsistent, but when he's on, and if he's able to hit some deep shots, uh, particularly against guys like Jamal Parker who are only you know, they're, they're rookies, you know, uh, spotty play, but has gotten better recently. But, it, you know, as a guy at that field halfback who who is only 5'8", and, um, you know, there's a, almost all the Argo receivers, except for maybe Brandon Banks, have a few inches on him and a few pounds. So there are ways that, that this bomber defense could be exploited if, if MBT is on his game. And um, I we're hoping he is. We also got a angry Andrew Harris, but yeah, of that can that can play two ways. You know, sometimes guys who are on a mission, you know, either are very successful at um, 
very successful at uh, living up to you know their temperament or it ends up affecting their play negatively so I mean uh, I really hope the Argos don't go away from their you know sort of idea you know get both AJ Willett and Andrew Harris involved um because it's colder weather, so running game's going to be important. Yeah. Well, I understand the weather in Regina is not quite supposed to be as bad as originally. Um, as it is right now. Yeah, right. it's supposed to warm up a little bit. Yeah, and and I I'm not sure how effective Harris is. Like, it's either that that they were sort of giving him a few reps just to get warmed up for the gray cup or, and he's going to, he's going to take like, you know, he's going to have like 30 touches or, oh, you know, or he, you know, kind of like last year's gray cup where he, it, I wonder if it's a similar pattern, right? Because he's had so many injuries. He's getting older last year for the bombers. He was an absolute monster in the West final. He won us the game. And then it's always that second game after an injury, uh, that can bite you, right? Because then it sort of catches up with you. So I, I have no idea what to expect from Harris. What do you guys think? Is is he going to get a lot of touches? Is he kind of a decoy? Is he someone they just sprinkle in? Well, they I have a feeling we're going to see them split him and uh, AJ split time in there. I really yeah. do. Okay. Even even uh, you know Andrew Harris is you know come out and said you know this is. This is AJ's job right now. I'm I'm supporting him. Oh, he said that. Eh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I and he had his way with us in the in the one game we guys we played you guys. I think he had 111 yards, right? And and Kyrie Wilson was playing. He was, he was excellent against the run. A very underrated Will linebacker. Now he's out, so we have Malik Clements, which is definitely a downgrade. On the other hand, um, Donald Rutledge was playing Sam linebacker and. And Elton Darby, who you guys will remember, is is a huge upgrade over Donald Rutledge. Donald Rutledge was benched, so I it's I don't know if it's kind of a wash, right? So I, you know, if if Harris has a chip on his shoulder, which he always does, and you know he he he's saying it's personal, which I get, although I think he was somewhat the author of his own demise here in Winnipeg. We don't need to get into that, but but you know he 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 he's a huge X factor to me, like if. I, I imagine if he gets going and, and he's churning out six, seven yards on first down, uh, Dinwiddie's just going to stick with him as long as he can. Uh, and and he, he could be a real X factor. But uh, believe me, Adam Big Hill remembers that game and he, he's going to want to take Harris down. Like it's it's going to be a dogfight in there. And, and to me, for both sides, gentlemen, the, the run game is absolutely massive. I think the Bombers are going to want to make. Uh, the Argos one dimensional and make uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson throw the ball, air it out uh, and try and, and fool him with some different looks as Richie Hall is wont to do. Um, and if they can do that, I, I think it's a much more winnable game for the Bombers. And on the other side, you guys know, I mean, I, the Bombers get accused of being a little bit boring, uh, but they play smash mouth football. That's been their identity for years. So, and in my experience as a fan, whenever whenever I see the Bombers get that run game going and, and, and get, you know, 
positive yardage that is six, seven yards on first down, they they can't they 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 are never they are never going to lose a game. And so I think it's incumbent on Toronto to to really limit first down and limit that run game. And if they can do that again, it's 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 sort of the same same situation. I think uh, that Winnipeg is then beatable, especially if Zach isn't 100 percent and you can't rely on the scramble drill as much. And, you know, he's always good for one interception a game and, and sometimes two, unless a, <laughs> a DB drops the ball, like in the Western final, TJ Lee basically had a pick six that he dropped. Uh, mind you, so did Rourke and Alden Darby dropped it. But so, yeah, I mean, those are some of the reasons I think, I think it, it, there's a path to victory for each team. And I really do think it goes through the run game, Andrew Harris and, and uh, Macbeth being, being real X factors there for the Argos. And then you have to look at Witten McManus. I, uh, from what I've heard, he's, he's out. I, I know that isn't confirmed, but if, if he's out that, that I, I would imagine you guys tell me that makes stopping the run that much more difficult because Witten McManus was an absolute stud this year and an all-star. Yeah. Uh, the Argos started yeah. the year off fairly good against the run. And then, Team started to be able to run a little bit more successfully, yeah. Um, as the season went on, but it wasn't it wasn't um, alarmingly so, I guess. Yeah. No, and and the guy who fill, is filling in for Winton McManus, uh, Jonathan Jones, who's going to take the majority of the snaps because. Uh, uh, Winton McManus reportedly tore his bicep. I don't know if he's going to be mm-hmm. able to yeah. suit up, even though Dinwiddie says, "Well, he might play." Yeah, um, but, but that that, uh, that could that could be just the old that could be just the old uh, the old trick of uh, maybe he might you know yeah. just put that little bit of little bit of doubt in the other team's mind. But uh, yeah, Jonathan Jones isn't Winton McManus, but he is. He's still he's very, still pretty good. He's still pretty good. He filled in very well for Wyndham McManus in there. Yeah. So, so that would uh, that would give you guys some hope, right? Of of being able to stop the run. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And even so, like, don't count out Henock Mwamba either. Well, I was listening to the Exes and Argos uh, preview, and they they were saying they they would take Enoch over Biggie. Even they they see him as a better player than than Adam Big Hill. So I mean that's saying a lot, right? If you got if you have someone that's higher quality than Adam Big Hill, then you're in good shape to stop the run. Although, as you said, and maybe it was more uh, later in the season, Toronto was sort of has statistically sort of middling uh, is sort of middling in terms of being able to stop the run. So and and also have has struggled to establish their own run game. Although lately it's come on. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they how they, and then you could have some two back sets with Harris and Ouellette that that would that would definitely challenge the bomber defense. Are you worried about Zach Caleros at all? Yes, I, I am. Like, uh, obvi- uh, unless it's like a the 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 most elaborate <laughs> rabbit out of the hat in, in history, and Drew Brown starts, it looks like Zach Caleros is going to start, and they're just sort of resting him to be cautious. But I can't imagine he's going to be 100%. And the Bombers have absolutely destroyed teams on the scramble drill, often with Zach rolling to his right. And so the Argos, I think I think you guys are especially 
dangerous in that interior with with the I don't know if he's human, but that gi- gigantic behemoth that is Sean Oakman, uh, you know, you collapse the pocket that the move for Zach is to roll to his right. And, and he's not a running quarterback. I mean, you guys saw him in Toronto, he, but but he's someone that is ex- incredibly elusive and has that it factor where he can just feel pressure. And so if that is limited in his game, yeah, I am concerned because that that takes out one of one of you know that's kind of the silver bullet for for him and and guys like Dalton Schoen and Greg Ellingson and and Nick Dembski, but particularly Dalton Schoen has been his go-to guy in those scramble drills. So I am concerned about Kolaris, and like I said, I mean he's a gunslinger, right? So he giveth and he taketh away. He'll throw for three touchdowns or two, but he'll he's usually good for a pick or, or and if he isn't, it's because a DB dropped one. So. Yeah, I'm definitely concerned. I mean, do do I still think he's going to be effective? For sure. Is he is he still one of those competitive humans in the Canadian Football League? Absolutely. And and he's a gamer. So, I think, you know, he'll he'll be effective, but uh, definitely concerned about his health and how that impacts the offense, particularly on those scramble drill plays that have really destroyed teams. I believe uh, Enoch Buwamba on the Waggle called them like a, a heartbreaker play or something like that, right? Or heart crushing play where he scrambles and like you just can't do anything because a DB can't stick with a guy for, you know, five, six seconds. It's just not doable. So, yeah, it definitely concerns me. Now, as far as uh, we know, you're going to pick the the bombers to win this, uh, but we got to get a, a prediction from you. <laughs> a score? You want a score prediction at a winner? Yeah, yeah. I I do like I would pick the bombers, and it, and if I take off my blue and gold glasses, guys, in almost every statistical category that is measured, the bombers. Um, are quite frankly, they're just better. And it's not a shot against the Argos. It's, it's, uh, it's just what the stats are saying. Right. Um, and, and they also have the, like sort of an embarrassment of riches of experience uh, in the gray cup. And, and, you know, they were on the road in Hamilton, 95% of the, the, the fans were in black and yellow and they were down 12 points and they came back. I mean, they have incredible resiliency. Everybody talks about the culture of the team. They're always on message. They, they play for each other. So I think, you know, if adversity strikes, they, they have that culture and ability to come back. So I, you know, given, given those factors and the O'Shea factor, I mean, he's also never lost a great cup guys, you know that well. So I, I would give the edge to the bombers, but I, I, if, if they win, I don't think it's going to be by a huge margin. I see a closer game where maybe at the end of the game, you know, the Argos have to heave one up and it's a pick or, or maybe the bombers close it out uh, or kind of choke you out uh, by just running the ball and draining the clock. But I see it as, as a three point victory. Um, I think if it's a shootout, I think Winnipeg's in trouble. So they'll try it with the ball control and time of possession. So I, I see it being, you know, sort of like a 27, 24 type game for the bombers. Uh, but here's the thing guys, and you know, this well from, from watching the Argos all these years, you know, 
we didn't play each other that much. And the, and the recent games, you know, these teams stack up well against each other. And so you can have a 15 and three record and, and not play many teams from the East, you know, sorry, but the East isn't as good. Uh, and you can still stack up against a team in a certain way and they can give you fits. I mean, look at how we played against Ottawa. Now, mind you, Masoli was in, but those were two winnable games for the Ottawa Red Blacks early in the season against the Bombers. And we almost lost those games and, and definitely should have lost the first one if, if Lapo had managed the clock better. So, you know, it's the, it's, it's a tough one. I, I really, like I said, I've, I've, I am, I'm going to be on pins and needles and will not be fun to be around while we watch the game till the final whistle, because for, for, for bomber nation, I mean, it's the opportunity for the three P right? Like now we've become greedy and spoiled. We used to wear bags on our head. Uh, TSN would cap capture that on the cameras, right? Like in 2013, 2014, 15, uh, in the early days of Lapo, but now there's this, there's this, you know, you've got one, then you got two. And when you have an opportunity to get three and you should get three, I mean, the bombers should win. You could argue it's, it's that or bust for bomber and fans. It's like, I think we, we all expect a great cup win. And that was the expectation from the beginning of the season. And if that doesn't happen, it'll be a massive disappointment. But I would say Absolutely. overall, 27-24 for the, for the Bombers, but it'll be a close game either way. Well, I, I will apologize to your family because, you know, we, you're going to be de- – you're not going to be fun to live with the, after the game. <laughs> well, well, how do you guys – I don't know if we're tight for time, but I, how do you guys see this game uh, rolling out? I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, they match up very well. It's going to be a tight game, I think. It's going to come down to basically who's caught the ball last. And I think the yeah. Argos are going to squeak it out. Um, yeah, there, there's there's feelings that I have about the game that, that uh, I can't, my superstitions will not allow me to verbalize. Um, <laughs> but I did, you know, I'm not scared. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know why. Yeah. It, 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 there's, there's something different about this Argos team, and it, you know, anytime they make it to the Grey Cup, they just they, they seem to play their best football. And that last game was probably the best game the Argos have played this this season. And and le- and leading into that, that's exactly what you want to see going into the Grey Cup. You want them to be playing their best ball of the year. Absolutely, man, and 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 the opposite can be said of the bombers. And when I did my uh, post game show with with bombing for Bonfire, it was uh, he was actually surprised because you know he expected me to be me to be jubilant, but not only did I expect to get to the Grey Cup, I I was hoping that the bombers, like the Argos did in the East Final, would play their best game at the most important time. And and you know what, they didn't. They weren't super sharp aside from from maybe the running game. Um, and the deep, the defense played really well against Rourke, albeit Rourke was injured, but there was penalties and, and special teams gaffes. Uh, and, and it was a, it was a one possession game and it had no business being a one possession game. So I, I certainly agree with that, that, that sometimes it's the team that's hot at the right time. And maybe that's the Argos. 
All right, Zach, I uh, want to thank you very much for uh, joining us to uh, help take a look at the uh, the Grey Cup coming up. We want to, we well, we would wish your team luck, but we don't yeah, want to have any luck. We're going to take every uh, every chance we get to get an edge because you got it. You got it. You, to be the two-time defending Grey Cup champions, you need every edge that you that you can get. Well, I, well, in that, well, in that case, boys, I'm glad you're not in Regina because I could see you being some of those fans that, like, uh, you know, get get a tambourine or some loud whistles <laughs> and find where the bombers are sleeping the night before in the hotel. I mean, it's not that hard in Regina and just create a ruckus. And and so I'm glad. I, sorry, but I'm gl- kind of glad you're not there. Oh well, you, you give you give me far too much credit, sir. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be like horn, bells and whistles. Oh no, it'd be fireworks straight up at three in the morning, <laughs> right right outside the lobby. Just start firing them off just right before, like night before the game. <laughs> well, and then, well, and then, and then you've got and, 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 and but not, only, not only that, I have the perfect alibi because it's in Regina. What makes you think that a that a Ryder fan wouldn't do that either? Well, yeah, or or dump manure on the lawn of the hotel or something. But then actually, when they did that no, to Paul McCallum, they, they got the wrong. <laughs> well, they got the wrong house, by the way. Uh, I just learned that anecdote the other day, which I thought was funny. But yes, well, yeah, they did his neighbors. So anyway, listen, you, you best of luck. I mean, here's the thing. I'll I'll just finish with this. If a team beats the Bombers in in a meaningful game. All, all respect. I, I will. I'll be tremendously disappointed and heartbroken, but I, I would have a tremendous amount of respect for the Argos if they could pull this out, especially being underdogs. And it would be an incredible story, particularly with with Andrew Harris. And I, and I do think that given how vocal um, Macbeth has been in his criticism of of the league and of the Argonauts ownership, I, I think he, I think he's gaining fans. And so I, I want nothing more aside from a great cup for Winnipeg than for Toronto to be, you know, have more curb appeal on that in that um, in the GTA. And I think maybe maybe he's a guy people get behind and a great cup win would certainly do him good. So, hey, we'll see what happens, guys. We'll see what happens when the dust settles and maybe we'll we'll chat after and uh, take shots at each other and and convince each other why, you know, it was a cheap victory and you didn't deserve it. We'll we'll take those cheap shots from you, you know, if you think we didn't deserve the victory, but you know, <laughs> we'll probably just and we'll probably just tell you to go touch grass like we tell Hamilton fans all the time. Well, <laughs> on, on, as, to, as, on, on, on top of pounding dirt, pounding salt, kissing our ass, etc., etc., etc. Totally. So as you should, as you should, you're your mortal enemy, right? All right. Zach, we want to thank you very much for joining us. And uh, yeah, well, some things have changed in in your role in the CFL media since we last right. talked to you. So where where what shows can they find you on? Where can they find find you uh, doing your thing? Well, I uh, yeah, I guess the last time we talked, I, I was doing the Let's Go Bombers podcast, and then I. Um, I annoyingly just kept bugging Darren Bombing to be my friend, and then finally got sick of of being badgered. So, yeah, I, I'm on with him on Bonfire Sports. Uh, so you can find us at Bonfire Sports TV on Twitter and Instagram, and then I'm at Zach Schnitzer 48 on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, we do the uh, uh, 
we do a midweek show on Wednesday nights, uh, and then we do a, a post-game show about an hour after the game on Bonfire Sports. And, of course, he has the legend Chris Walby on his pregame as well. So that that's where you'll find me, and uh, we'll, we'll probably do a post-game. I'm not sure if it'll be Sunday because Darren's doing some CFL.ca stuff too. So uh, it may be the next day. <laughs> so we'll see, but that's, that's where you can find me. All right. Thanks, Zach. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Yeah, have a good night. Thanks, Zach. Enjoy the game. Yeah, you. I hope you don't, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Have a good one. Take it easy. Take it easy. And that was Zach Schneitzer, formerly of the Let's Go Bombers podcast, now of uh, Bonfire Sports, uh, with uh, Darren Bombing out in Winnipeg. Always fun to talk to Zach. We've got the... Grey Cup coming up. It's one pick for the, uh, the the final, and we and we don't have to flip a coin here. No, we're all here uh, when it when it counts the most. I don't think we um, even need to. Uh... <laughs> well, it's we not like we were going to flip a coin for for the outcome. Where you know it was just like you know when we flipped the coin for uh, for you last week, Will when. Uh, you were under the weather a little bit, and uh, well, we flipped it for a the either a tight game or a or a blowout game. And I can't even remember what the coin said you were doing. Um, so, Doug, what's your prediction for this game? Um. Another four heart attacks for me. Mm. Um, it's going to be one of the, I have a feeling it's going to be a kind of like a repeat of 2017. Snow included. I have wow. a feeling, I have a feeling that it's going to like this, like let's put it this way. The Argos haven't lost a Grey Cup game since 1987, whenever we've been in it. The Bombers have never beaten us in a Grey Cup game. And great. And I said this, I said, I said this to Cliffy who came down for the game from the Alouettes flight deck. Shout out to him. When, when we were chatting up a little bit and I, ba- and I basically told him, right it's it's just like this is like the SpongeBob meme that you see sometime where you got like regular season Argos it's just SpongeBob flat you know like ah, like super like you know this overly happy high like overly happy SpongeBob Grey Cup Argos is when he turns into Rambo. <laughs> yep. So, well, weather wise, right now. From the weather network, they're predicting a a high of minus two, gonna feel like minus eight, going down to minus eight overnight. So probably around game time, you're probably looking in the minus minus probably minus six, seven range. Um, and uh, wind gusts up to 36 kilometers an hour. That's well, that's brisk, but that wasn't um that's much better than what we uh we had seen in previous weeks, yeah, yeah, interesting so. uh, did you not 
did you guys not notice that our section, you know, it wasn't, it was around, it was around zero degrees, I guess, on Sunday, but I don't know. I feel like our, our, our section was protected from the wind a little bit better than other was, parts of the stadium. It was because we were drowning in streamers. <laughs> <laughs> they and acted flags, as a blanket. Yeah, well, they acted as a blanket. You know what? I felt the wind on my face a little bit, but that was about it. So, And when I put the flag up, I didn't have to wave it. None of us did. It was awesome. Yeah. Didn't have, didn't have to do any work. All right. You're you're predicting a uh, come from behind win by the Argos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to go back and forth. Um, and uh, I think it's uh, the Argos are going to win by uh, by less than three. But it's going to be whoever has the ball when the Argos have the ball last, they're going to they're going to score to win it. Gonna go, well, gonna go, border, Boris the boot. You thinking? Yeah. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's necessarily gonna be a field goal, or it's. But I think it's it's gonna come down to the last possession, and uh, the Argos are gonna score to win. And I would say, um, I up until I saw the the forecast, I would have said take the under but uh i might take the over and i don't even know what the over is 47 and a half yeah take the over or is it 49 i don't know either way i'd still take take the over in this one i think we're going to be in the in the you know 30s and i think we're, there's going to be about 50 50 or so points scored in this game Will, what's uh, your prediction for this game? Just bring me home, number 18, Argos. All Don't right, care. Now. How do you do it? Just do it. Just do it. By hook or by crook. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. You know what? I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone. Well, first of all, I want to give a shout out to everyone who came out to tailgate this year at BMO Field. It was amazing to go out into the parking lot and see just about every single row in in the south lot of BMO Field having people tailgating it was absolutely phenomenal to see yeah and uh, even even the, the last game the the east final when we rolled in there just before just after 9 30 uh, there wasn't a lot of spots left and there was tailgating going on all over the place it was, it was amazing to see 9 30 amateur I know you. Yes, I know you we, got. A you were there before the sun went up. We know. <laughs> I don't regret it at all. Um, uh, absolutely zero regrets. I had my work alarm on. Anyway, um, 
so yeah, so that's the first thing. Then we can now we can go over to Kazakhstan here, and our friend Anton is continues to be on fire. Not literally, mind you, but continues to be really, 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 really good tweets. I mean, just recently, just a few days ago, he actually wanted. He actually took a look at a flight to go from <laughs> Tashkent, Kazakhstan, to Regina. It would be it's a two stop flight, so you're going from Kazakhstan to Seoul, South Korea, from there to Vancouver, and then from there to Regina. Total total time traveling thirty hours and fifty seven minutes. Total cost for the round trip six thousand three hundred forty one Canadian dollars. Damn, which is only about. Which shockingly is only about two or three times more than what we would have a flight from Regina to Toronto at this rate. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I looked at flight. I sort of looked at flights for shits and giggles, and was like, yeah, no. Yeah, and the and the tweet with that image said, "Too many hours in the pot in a potash mine. I want tears of joy." Hmm. Oh, my, my favorite didn't, didn't come with, uh, what's been going on with the, uh, with the, the game or anything. I, I, his, uh, response to the, uh, Calgary Stampeders thanking Bo Levi Mitchell for his service after they traded him, traded his rights to Hamilton. So I don't think he realized that, uh, that he he it wasn't going to Saskatchewan because he said, uh, "What kind of friend are you, Calgary? You send your friend to a bad place. I wouldn't let my friend date a girl with syphilis. You send him to Saskatchewan with average women." So I obviously had to cor- correct him and you know make note that it's actually worse than Saskatchewan. He went to Hamilton. And his reply, yes, it's a scary place, like the bottom of a potash mine when you drink too much sauerkraut and your coworkers think you you got a gas bubble. Now, now that's one thing. If, if, if you let the sauerkraut sit in the jar too much to turn into liquid, that's a, that is going to be some potent, potent, potent stuff. <laughs> Very explosive combination. That's a that's a very explicit uh, description of of Hamilton. I, I can't even I can't even top that. No. Although <laughs> although although the latest one was pretty funny, in in, in replying to a the Argos retweeting the CFLs picture of Brandon Banks sitting on the shoulders of our <laughs> general manager, Pinball Clemens. He said, the last time my wife did that, I hurt my back. I couldn't work in the potash mine for two weeks. The wife is nothing like Banks and AJ is more. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no argument there. No. 
and uh and i guess it's uh since while we're we're recording during the uh while the cfl player awards are, are going on we've uh, kind of dropped a few of them we can just kind of go over yeah. the the awards here yeah breaking news the breaking bombers news. won a lot of awards Breaking news. Yeah, we've got uh, Dalton Schoen winning the Rookie of the Year. Um, Sorry, I, I'm just surprised that two people voted for um, <laughs> the, the Philpot. Yeah, that doesn't make any I, sense to me. I still, th- I still think it's his family from Calgary. <laughs> well, it's well, it probably Herb Zakowski or something. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Lorenzo Malden, the fourth, uh, one CFL's most outstanding defensive player. Uh, who else we got? Um, we've got uh, Mike, o- Mike O'Shea winning his second coach of the year. Nathan Rourke winning most outstanding Canadian. Uh, Zach Caleros is the MOP. And uh, yeah, didn't see who didn't see who won the uh, most outstanding offensive lineman. Stanley Bryant did that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. So yeah, no shock. The do- the the bombers dominated, and I think Curly got. Uh, Got robbed. And look, it looks like My Sarah, and it looks like Sarah's going to be getting a Zacalaros jersey. Yep. All right, now you don't need to go rewatch the awards. You got everything you need to know. Uh, anything else? Mm, just bring number eighteen home, boys. <laughs> Coming right. home, it's coming home. The great cup, it is coming home. It's coming home. Okay, I'm not gonna get off on that yeah. tangent now. Shut <laughs> Milt Steagle up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Make the TSN panel respect us for a change. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're gonna uh, end it there and. Uh, We'll have to talk to to everybody then after uh, we're you know, counting the 18th ring. Uh, Doug, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter as long as it lasts at Doug B519. You can also find you can also find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, on Instagram, also on Twitter for as long as it lasts. And uh, we've still got our merch store uh, still still around. It's you can still get your law firm T-shirts for. Some little bit lo- while longer, doubleblueorder.ca. And Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans for now or www.argofans.com. And you can find me at All Kinds of Clay on uh, whatever social media machine you're trying to use. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to theargosfancast.podbean.com. 
That does it for the Argos Fancast this week. We want to thank Zach Schneitzer from Bonfire Sports uh, for talking Grey Cup and Sarah Said from uh, the Parlay. Uh, and uh, well, follow her on Twitter and join, join her at the uh, Grey Cup watch party she's got going on with Bet99. Uh, that does it for the Argos Fancast. We'll talk to you next week when we're reveling in the 18th Grey Cup with this fantastic franchise. Cheers, everyone.